0: Craftsman podcast is sponsored by HAFLA. HAFLA offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries, from hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, shop carts, wood glue, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as looks, LED lighting, and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at HAFLA.com.
1: Ah, Welcome
2: back.
3: Yeah.
0: How's it going? Good. Uh, it's just multiple children outside <laughs> screaming. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're joined today by our buddy, Brian. Uh, is it Balu? Balu. Balu Candle Company or mm-hmm. Candle Co?
4: Yeah. Candle Co.
0: Some people go, they do the co and then they, they stick with the co when you're saying it, or sometimes they say company. So I'm not sure. What did you, what do you do?
4: Um, I mean, in my life, I just call it Balu mm-hmm. and, um, I plan on opening multiple businesses, and all of them will have that mm-hmm. as a, as like a title name. That's you know in honor of my dog, whose name is Bear, um, still with us for now. You know, thank goodness. <laughs> but uh, he's an old boy; he's been with me for a long time. So his name's Bear. Balu in Hindi means bear, so there's a, a relationship there.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I like that. Thank
0: yeah, you. yeah, it's definitely unique. And it, um, you know, candles kind of have this like ethereal sort of you know vibe to them. So it, you know, a, a unique name. I feel like adds to that.
4: Yeah, I think so. I I mean, speaking of like the uh, intangible nature of, of candles and fragrance in general, I actually have like a little bit of a bone to pick with uh, the marketing. When I first started this company, um, you know, making social media posts and whatnot, I was trying to like figure out how to do it, where I fit in, in that whole space. And I almost quit because, um, you know, pretty much everything I saw was so frou-frou. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you see a fragrance at, it, it's almost like, what is it? It's so abstract yeah. and unreal. Oh, like, yeah. You see online. all the
0: like, yeah, yeah. The Dior. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, let's have Johnny Depp walking down a beach and then, you know, just crazy, hit a cord
3: on a guitar yeah. <laughs> and a wolf will come out. Yeah. And he's wearing a
4: tutu or something. It's just like, it's super weird all the time. And I don't mind weird, but uh, I want to be able to make sense of it yeah, in some yeah. way, you know? So that's uh, that's where I'm headed with this.
0: Mm-hmm. So when when did you officially start? Like um maybe not even with the company itself but like when did you when was the first time you ever made a candle?
4: Not too long ago. I mean a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. maybe almost 2 years. Um I mean candles I think are a really really good gift, you know, home home warm, warming, home warming, birthdays, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um they're a great gift. They last, you know, from a business point of view, it's a great business card alternative real estate agent, you know, client gifts or whatever.
0: I wanted to pick your brain on that.
4: Let's pick pick it up, dude. Yeah. And uh so I just I wanted to get into it and make something that was consumable but wasn't perishable. Right. You know? There you go. This
0: isn't engineered uh perishability. Yeah just naturally <laughs> yeah
4: <laughs> so and there's there's a lot of ways you can go with it. There's a lot of different vendors to choose from. Um, some are obviously better than others, I think. And it's just really accessible. I mean, $500, you could be in the candle makers club. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how it of cost. Low. Yeah. Very low barrier to entry. Um, you know, the, the most difficult thing is just figuring out how you want to do it and how you want to stand out. But that's, that's anything, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's any business. That's the hardest. It's, and you could be great at something, but mm-hmm. setting yourself apart and all that other stuff, that's really the hard part. <laughs> You know, there's plenty of people who are masters at their craft who um, just can't manage to be successful because they can't figure out all that other stuff.
4: Yeah. You have to be able to put yourself in front of an audience if you're, you're selling mm-hmm. something. Which, which, you know, it's a thing I want to talk to you guys about, or I had a question I wanted to ask uh, about your social media. I don't know if now's the good time yeah. for it. So you guys, um, you know, I found you through Instagram mm-hmm. um, as like a, a degrees of separation from, you know, my other interests. It was through like Brad Leone's thing and the salt boxes and three dot. And then I was like, Oh, Hey, they're right across the street. Yeah, right? like literally. <laughs> you were, I think you were moving in when I, when right. I saw it, which was super exciting. Um, and congratulations on the new space, of Thanks. but you have a huge following, you know? Um, and I, I was curious about your, you know, why do you decide to engage in that so much? You know, this podcast included in like, what are your goals? You're just having fun.
0: Well, so the, the genesis of the, the whole Instagram account was, um, so we worked at the shop and Rob was, uh, I still don't know how to frame it, <laughs> was temporarily laid off, which it turned into like a <laughs>
3: permanently.
0: Yeah. Off. Yeah. It's this whole thing. You you have to know the whole backstory of this guy, but, uh, anyway, so I'm still working there and we had always talked about um, doing our own thing. And, and, um, because where we work, the guy kind of liked to half ass everything. So we, you know, we had this grand plan of, of breaking off and doing everything the way that we wanted to do it. Um, so I was still working there and Rob was back in his shop, which is where, you know, the company started, but Rob had a shop before that. Um, so I created this Instagram account, the Barone Woodwork Instagram account originally, which then, just got name changed to green street when we, we started the company. Um, but yeah, so in the beginning it was really like a, um, a way to try and drum up enough business where I could then leave the shop
3: <laughs> An escape plan. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: An escape plan. Um, and th- so that was the, the very beginning of it. Um, and then it was a lead generator. So I did finally leave um, and, you know, you have to stay busy. Mm-hmm. So I was on there, cold messaging, interior designers, builders, architects. Um, and it was, a, it was a real slow growth in terms of the social media. Um, so we were in it, I want to say, uh, over a year it took us to get to like a thousand uh, followers on Instagram. And then we, uh, I think slowly went up to like, maybe like 8,000 and then there was like a insane jump from like Mm 8,000 up to like in the twenties, just like some reels that went berserk. Um, and then it's been a slow, we've been stagnant at like, uh, you know, 31. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 31.8 and we finally just ticked into 31.9 for like a year. Mm -hmm. Um, but I haven't been putting as much effort into the social media.
2: Right.
0: Um, but at this point it's a, it's, it's advertising without having to pay for advertising and B, the biggest part is the networking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, have all of these contacts guys all over the country and the world where, you know, oh, we're bidding this job. What do you, th- what do you think? Uh, how much would you charge for this? How would you do this? Um, so it's really a network. It's like a guild, like a woodworking furniture, making guild. Um, but you just do it right from your phone.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah, man. That's it. I think you guys are doing a great job.
0: Oh, thanks.
3: Yeah. Sort of like, um, replaces in a way also, you know, a web presence, like a, mm-hmm. like a website used to be the only way people could find you on the internet. And now everyone's hooked up on Instagram. yeah. And so it's just another way for people to spot you. For sure. I mean, that's how we, that's how the the clients find us sometimes.
0: Yeah. And there's that um, sort of spontaneous discovery that can happen on Instagram. Whereas like if you have a website, the only way someone's finding your website, unless you have ads out somewhere, Mm -hmm. is they literally have to search for something, you specifically or the topic that you're you know, you have embedded in your SEO and then they have to go to your website. But on Instagram, we're being fed all kinds of, you know, people that we don't follow all the time. So you might just stumble across, you know, an account just Mm -hmm. like I did. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) likewise, you know,
3: exactly it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's, uh, it's really powerful in that way where, you know, you can get out in front of people that you wouldn't otherwise be able to get out in front of.
4: That's right. Yeah. And even for like, I mean, you guys don't, do like an Mm e-commerce type thing. Um, but for e-commerce every social media platform now has like embedded payment processing. So you can just have a business with nothing other than an Instagram account. If you have, you know, the reach for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, uh, three dot Leonie Kenji thing that came from social media, you know, they found us on Instagram. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's people who have built uh, empires via social yeah. media.
4: Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think you guys are doing great. Um, and it looks like you're having fun.
0: So oh, I-, yeah. I hope you keep on, keep, keep, keep on keeping on. You have to have fun. Yeah. Um, even if it's not on social media. Right. And what I, what I really enjoy is like doing the YouTube stuff with our buddy, John. Um, that's a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's very confusing though. You know, you try and understand what, you know, you put something out and it flops, and mm-hmm. then you put something else out and it does well. And you're trying to figure out like, you know, algorithmically how is this different than, you know, it's it's crazy.
4: Yeah. I mean, just speaking to YouTube specifically, um, from what I understand, it's part social media, mm-hmm. right? Uh, platform, part search engine, which is what I've been reading. So like your title description is your SEO. For those posts. So I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around that too. Uh, aside from the candles, I'm doing that blue wildscapes. Yeah, yeah. Venture. So I have an Instagram account for that, building it up. And um, ideally that will turn into, you know, green space management contracts or something. I'm trying to use what will be a YouTube channel. as like a visual resume, mm-hmm. but I got to get a handle on how to get that, you know, in front of yeah. people's
0: faces.
1: <laughs> Yeah, we, we have yeah. a
0: buddy, um, his name is Austin, and he's a machinist. He's down in Virginia, but his dad created a, a gardening channel on, I guess, Instagram, and now he's on YouTube, called Paw Ridge. I think I've seen that. He is freaking huge. He blew up. Um, you know, uh, some people have this secret sauce, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But there's a way to, to make it happen no matter what. Because sure. There's plenty of people... I mean, we see in woodworking, um, it's not necessarily everything you know. You know, it's how you put it out there.
4: Yeah, personality and video seem to be, and probably any sort of, you know, media Mm -hmm. content seem to be like directly linked, Mm -hmm. no matter what. Because you could just pump out information all day long and be super boring about
0: it. Yeah. And nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) That's what books are for.
2: Yeah. (laughs) There's some fun books out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, I (laughs) wanted to ask about, the wax, mm-hmm. um, so it's soy and coconut wax, mm-hmm. right? Is it like a true wax?
4: Yes, so it's a plant-based wax. Um, you know how I, I don't—I should know more about the process of how like plant oils are, I guess, saponified into that substance. Um, but it's coconut soy. I mean, it's—it's it's, unfortunately that's not made in the U.S. I'm trying to curate, you know, materials that are all made in the U.S. Yeah, but the only available soy waxes that I know of that are made in the U S do not have coconut. I think that's an important uh, addition yeah. for just performance.
3: I, I think for the aromatic. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah, it's definitely has, cause like I, I touched it mm-hmm. and it's got like a really soft feel to it. You know, it, it almost feels like coconut wax. oil.
4: Yeah. And um, I mean, when it comes to like mixing the fragrance products and the wax um, coconut wax will maintain a, Uh, a texture at a lower temperature. That's more appropriate for mixing Mm -hmm. because a lot of these, you know, fragrant compounds are volatile at low temperatures. So, you know, I have to, I'll I'll melt it to like 180 degrees Fahrenheit and then I have to wait for it to cool to like 165 before I mix some things in there and even lower for some.
0: It's like if you're making candy, you know, you're making candy canes, you can't put the peppermint oil in. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you can bake, you can make candles. Yeah. No problem. All right. Take us to school on candles. Like tell us some stuff that uh that we wouldn't know and that other people maybe well they sure. they probably don't know either. Let's let's
4: go on an adventure. Let's see. So um <laughs> let's start with the wicks. This is the thing that that blows most people's minds from what I understand. So uh not all wicks are created equal, mm-hmm. right? So you can see these are double-wicked candles that I make. Um I do that specifically because they're <laughs> lower, they burn at a lower temperature, right? So that's going to be a reduced rate of um, of burning the wax. So there's two of them. They have like a smaller burn radius as opposed to one with a large burn radius.
0: Would one be like a larger diameter?
4: Uh, it depends. So there's different manufacturers of wicks. And I think it depends on one, what like the filaments within the wick is and two, the diameter. Yeah. Okay. So these are cotton, unbleached cotton with paper filaments. They're about as clean a wick as you can make mm. as opposed to some have uh, zinc or lead i don't even know if you can sell the ones in the u.s probably not (laughs) nobody's
0: checking that anyway when they're coming over container (laughs) yeah
4: so i mean zinc i guess zinc it just burns up i don't know but uh um supposedly you're not supposed to do it so that actually makes this uh a pet safe you could call this a Mm -hmm. pet safe candle i don't i try not to put that on any copy because i don't know what implications even like
0: kids you know um right they say, I forget up until one or two years old, like you're really not supposed to burn candles around children, right, you know, like yeah. young babies.
4: Absolutely. And I mean, it is, there is like a mystery around fragrance, no matter who you are, unless you're the actual manufacturer of like the fragrant compound, it's like proprietary at every level. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't list the ingredients of what's in that fragrance oil. I can only know that I get it from a vendor that I trust, you know, and I, I trust them because they just short of the actual ingredient list, they put out everything. Right. You know, they, they bet their, uh, their compounds and mixtures and it's all tested. So, you know, I can appreciate that. And they're the only ones out there that I know of that do that. Yeah. It's candle
0: science. Hmm.
4: Yeah. They're good. And they have two distribution centers, one on the West coast, one on the East coast. So I don't have to like eat shipping charges from Texas. uh, Mm. You know, every time I place an order.
0: Yeah. You got to get like a part-time like security job at IFF or something and just like break (laughs) into the thing. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah, man, that's a fragrance. It's, it's a crazy world. It's a crazy world. Everything is so like gate kept and secretive, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, bet, yeah, especially in the perfumery side, which is where I want to get eventually mm-hmm. because having learned this much about this thing, um, if I want to go deeper, you know, I have to go. Yeah, <laughs> I have to go there. But uh, yeah, so wicks, they, these are cotton, double wicked, low burn time or low uh, burn radius, which increases the burn time. So more bang for the candle receiver's buck.
0: Yeah, I've been burning one at home like crazy. Yeah. And it's uh it's probably about where that one is. Yeah. That's been on all all day.
4: Nice. Nice. Yeah, they they seem to perform really well, so I'm I'm happy with them. I just changed the vessel too, so mm-hmm. um it actually improved the performance. I was using a slightly larger one before, and the wicks were sized so that the the melt pool would be like just up until the edge. Um and sometimes that that had a, a negative side effect, but this one it's slightly slimmer in diameter and seems to be
0: like much, much better. Yeah. I'll, uh, uh, get back into, um, what you were talking about Mm -hmm. with the candles, but, uh, I have a question when you burn a candle sometimes and like, it doesn't make it all the way Mm -hmm. and you have like that wall of wax that builds up. What's the solution for that? You have to remove it.
4: Well, there's two solutions. Um, one is scoop it out, which is nobody's favorite solution because then you're, Lose right? yeah. now on, on, on that stuff you just paid
0: for. And with like a regular, you know, bullshit candle, that wax is like really hard.
4: Right. Yeah. It's probably a petroleum wax. Yeah. Um, and that stuff is super hard. Or even just straight soy wax is pretty hard too. Um, but there is, you could take tin foil and just kind of make a tube and just set it right on top. And that it's going to, it's going to create like a heat dome yeah. and that'll melt it like in minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh. So easy peasy. I, I am struggling with that on these a little bit because I overfill them. Um, on purpose, because it's better to over than under, right and um but it brings like the top layer of wax like too close to the top, and then you lose that heat dome effect on those first couple burns, uh, okay,
0: yeah, because the one that I brought home i did I had it in the beginning, and I did that with the foil, yeah, so look at that. I, yeah, I figured it out on my own. you
4: just you did it, yeah, yeah, that's all that's, that's all there is to it, and I, I'm sure you know there's someone out there that's makes like an aluminum. Candle heat
3: dome (laughs) adjustable diameter uh, (laughs) thing, but you don't need the candles yet. Yeah, you don't need that. (laughs) So is there trial and error in sizing the vessel and the and the the diameter and wick placement and things like that?
4: Yes. Um, So I mean, usually the the only variable that changes is the fragrance. So as long as you can dial in your wick size and your vessel, then you're you're good to go. The the fragrance doesn't really change the consistency or like the burn rate of the wick. Um, I mean, the, the important thing to to avoid that tunneling problem is to just your first burn should be longer than normal. Right. But sometimes that doesn't work because it's so high. It's just a fact.
0: Are you you're supposed to liquefy the entire top layer? Is yeah. that true? Yeah. Yeah. They uh, people will say
4: like the wax remembers with air quotes, it, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't, it just, you're creating, I think a less dense pool of wax in mm-hmm. the middle when you do that. So next time you burn it, that's just going to happen. And then the wick reduces in height. And then by the time you do get to fixing that tunneling, then it's an issue, you know, you drown it out or, or whatever.
0: What about trimming the wicks? You supposed to trim the wicks? Like, uh, yeah, yeah you want to trim them pretty much as short as you can, a quarter inch. You know,
4: they, they will absolutely light if you try to light them, even if there's only a little bit left. Normally the thing that's burning on the wick is not the, the wick itself. It's the, you know, the, the waxes and the fragrant oils that are being pulled out of the mill pool.
0: Hmm. I've done that before where you have like, just like just the wick in the bottom and you light it. Yeah.
4: I've, I've given these away to friends, um, you know, for birthdays and whatever. And one of my friends, man, he just burnt one of the wicks because he was like, yeah, it'll last longer. and uh, It (laughs) it
0: ruined the whole thing. (laughs) Are the bottoms of the wicks adhesive? Do they stick to the,
4: um, I, that's a, yes. But it's a separate thing. So the wicks come in just like, um, you know, the string, and then like a little aglet kind of bit uh, on the oh, bottom. So you
0: pull it through the.
4: Um, yeah, I mean, it comes to me already done. Thank goodness. There, are, you can buy like spools of wick and do it yourself, but that's insanity. I would never. Um, and then you just get an adhesive dot, huh. stick them on the bottom.
0: You which, have like a little template that you use. I have. I do have like a little jig for it. Yeah. I was going to say we can make cut you one a laser if you I- need one. <laughs> that would
4: be way cooler <laughs> than what I do have. The thing I have is such a bummer. It like. It, it's a, uh, it's variable size. So it just like, it's made out of nothing, you know, mm-hmm. made out of like leftover PVC or something. <laughs> so it just like unscrews all the time.
3: So you stick the b- the wicks to mm-hmm. the vessel and then pour in the wax. And then pour in the wax. Yeah. Yeah. You Are have they- to hold up the
0: wicks,
4: um, right? Sometimes. Yeah. I have like little, uh, little, uh, holders, I guess. They're just little metal things with holes in them,
2: hmm.
0: you
4: know, just put them right on top. But I run out of those because I don't have that many. So <laughs> I should probably order more. And then I have to hold them, which is a super pain.
0: It's like when uh, they're frying corn dogs at the county fair. And they got that little thing that holds a stick. Yes,
4: exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah, but it's fun. And I mean, it's the best way to uh, make your house smell amazing for days. Make yeah. a batch of candles. You, you cannot get rid of that fragrance, even if,
0: even if you try.
2: So I, I have mean, to do it upstairs.
0: This is powerful. Yeah. Um, we, we, uh, we light it up like uh, basically every day, I think, mm-hmm. since uh, you brought it over. But even when it's not lit.
3: Yeah. The yeah, room smells the great.
0: smells so much nicer. Yeah. That's a function of
4: the <laughs> coconut wax. Softening the wax, I guess it, it increases, you would call that a cold throw. Mm-hmm. So it gives that nice little effect.
2: Yeah.
4: And this, this is a relatively low concentration um, candle. It's like at a somewhere between six and 8%. That's proprietary. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I do that because I have a pretty sensitive sense of smell. Uh-huh. So um, I, I have to, like just to even be able to participate in this, I have to do it like that. But I also prefer candles that are not,
2: you know. Super potent. Yeah, people have whole commented
4: on that yeah. And, yeah. and enjoyed it. I, I That's good. That's good to know. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, my wife is not a, um, a huge fan of like, you know, most scented candles, but she likes this one. Yeah, nice. John said the same mm-hmm. thing. I think somebody else might have said yeah, it too.
3: Yeah, I, I can't really... Um, uh, breathe almost when there's a heavily mm-hmm. perfumed candle. And this is nothing like that.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Thanks guys. So what's like, speaking of these like heavily, I think of like Bed Bath & Beyond, you know, they do like mm-hmm. that. I don't even, some <laughs> kind of sale Christmas where time. women go yeah. and they buy like 10 billion of these, these ridiculous candles. Um, What's the difference between something like that and something like this?
4: Well, I mean, I can't really speak to what Bed Bath & Beyond puts in their product. As you know, they are 100% soy. Um, mm-hmm. with a little bit of petroleum to adjust, like, the... Uh, like I guess I shouldn't... I can't say I know that for sure. They didn't tell me. I read that right. somewhere. Um, but it's a soy wax with a petroleum additive to either increase the burn time or the fragrance uh, load capacity. and Or lower the cost. Or lower the cost, <laughs> yeah. Um, ding, 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 yeah. we have a winner. Yeah. And, um, I mean, they they probably... I mean, they're sourcing their fragrance in bulk, so you yeah. know I, I don't even know where they get that stuff
3: from. Probably Fifty-five gallon drums, probably yeah. in
4: tankers. Yeah, but one thing that yeah, probably in tankers. Um, one thing that I know about uh, my setup is that I only have to produce a few different fragrances, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be in business. So they're producing, I have no idea how many, and they're 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 trying to accommodate you know the general population as an audience where really I'm just doing the things that I like mm-hmm. and I hope other people enjoy it. So I get to like really dial it in and be specific about what I'm putting out there and, you know, do it as clean as I can. And, uh, I hope people like it.
0: Yeah. I, I like that. It. Yeah. We appreciate the sentiment. You know, that's the way that we like to do things too. You know? Yeah. Um, what other, um, what would you call it? I don't want to say style, but what other, uh, fragrances have you done?
4: So I, I did like, uh, Last year, I did nine. I tried to do three seasonal fragrances, Mm -hmm. um, and then I just didn't do one for the summer. So
0: Not a big candle season, I guess.
4: Yeah, not a big candle season, and I was kind of like disenchanted with the whole thing because of the, you know, struggling to participate in the social media side of it. But um, right now, I just have this one for sale. I plan on doing a new one every month and then rotating, you know, ones that aren't popular out Mm -hmm. as needed, so I'm not sitting on like 30 plus plus. (laughs) <laughs> fragrances at any one time, because uh, I'm. I mean, investing in just like the the raw fragrance compound that stuff's expensive. I have a thousand dollars in fragrances sitting in my spare bedroom right now.
0: What's like the shelf life on on that? Pretty long time. Or? Um, a pretty. I mean, it
4: depends on how you handle it, but a pretty long time. Yeah, yeah. they're in uh like amber colored, um, specialty plastic containers, and you just got to keep them out of heat and direct light, and they'll last
0: for a very long time. What's the um fragrance like suspended in? Is it like a oil or like a
4: yeah. So the, if you're buying something called a fragrance oil, um, it will be, you know, a medley of frank, fragrant compounds, whatever they are. And then there will be a carrier substance. So that is a petroleum product. So, you know, this isn't like totally free of that. Um, I don't know specifically what it is, but again, from the same vendor, they produce the fragrance oils. So I, you know, I trust them.
0: Hey, yeah, I mean, there's fragrances and everything. It's, it's una- literally unavoidable. Una- Even
4: unfragranced things have like a, fragrance yeah. in them a lot of the yeah. times just to balance out the the nasty.
0: Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. To neutralize. Yeah. We had some, um, like black contractor bags that had like a Febreze or something. I'm like, this yeah. is like, <laughs> I understand for like your, your house, you know, um, you go like a couple of days too long without changing out the, uh, the trash bag, but a contractor bag yeah. doesn't yeah. really, doesn't really call for a fragrance.
4: Yeah. And you have to either like stick your whole arm in there or
2: wave the whole thing around, you know, to, to yeah. open it up. Yeah. So what's the next step for, uh, Lalu?
4: I'm um, continuing to, to make fragrances. And also this, this isn't just like a fragrance candle making like outlet for me, uh, creatively, I, I'm getting into video editing. So I'm just having a fun time doing, you know, stuff that I like Mm -hmm. to do. Um, There will all be candle-related videos, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, whatever comes to mind. I have the equipment for it. I have the software. Going to have a good time. Uh, March fragrance is designed. The label is designed. Um, I'm iffy on the title, but I have to place that label order, like, very soon. So I need to figure it out. And um, that one's really nice. That one's not a fruity. It's, like, a very woody, almost almost a citrus. But woody, very masculine.
0: Very good. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of citrus. Um, like I went for, I go for a massage like every whatever, four to eight weeks. My wife is a hairdresser. She barters with a massage therapist. So it's, it works out great. Um, and she always asks like, you know, oh, do you want me to put essential oils in the, um, the lotion or whatever? And yeah, I always go for like something citrus. Mm-hmm. What has she been doing recently? Orange and vanilla, which is a pretty good combo. Mm, I like it. I'm a fan. Yeah. That's a creamsicle. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Creamsicle is good. She did cupping on my back this was it this past weekend. I never had that done before. My back is like, looks, looks like, like I octopus. have like someone like salami. threw like slices of salami <laughs> at my back. <laughs> nice. She's like, they're not bruises. I'm like, These are bruises. <laughs> those are definitely bruises. Those are definitely bruises. Yeah, They're just... Healing bruises. Right? Yeah. But yeah, I don't care what my back looks like at this point. Yeah. I've,
4: uh, I've never done like a full cupping session. Mm-hmm. I've had like uh, at home cupping on my neck for issues, but I've never done like the full, the full thing. Was it super weird?
0: It wasn't too bad. So we did like, she um, usually she just focuses on my upper body because um, my like legs and stuff are usually fine. It's my back and my neck. Um, so we, you know, she does, I lay on my back first and then I flip over. So when she got to my uh, back, that's when she did the cupping. So it was like a, you know, whatever we did, like an hour. And then it was like a half hour of cupping. Um, like when, when they first sucked them down, cause she, they weren't like the glass kind. It was like the kind that has like a little, um, whatever, like little gun. It's like a little bit uncomfortable. Like it, it had like a little bit of like a pinch to it, but, uh, you know, either you get used to it or it wears off right. pretty quickly. Weird. And then she was like sliding them around while they were suctioned. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know they could do that.
2: Yeah.
4: Sounds almost unpleasant. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. I mean,
0: like a massage, you know, if you're getting like a therapeutic massage, oh, there's yeah. those yeah. moments of like uncomfortability. Right. And
3: yeah, they're driving that elbow in.
4: Oh yeah. yeah. I guess you have to be taken to that side mm-hmm. so you can appreciate Yeah. Decide you want to be on.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's like, uh, if I know that, like, if my wife, like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, you're on my neck and she'll do something that hurts. I'm like, okay, stop. But, like, with the massage therapist, like, I know she knows what she's doing. (laughs) It's like that she's not going to, like, accidentally paralyze, rupture my jugular vein, you know? Um, So it's not too bad. She does this thing where she, like, puts my arm back and, like, grips, like, the peck like inside of my armpit mm-hmm. and like moves my arm and it freaking hurts so bad, <laughs> <laughs> but it only lasts, you know, it only lasts 30 seconds. So yeah. it's like I, I can get through that. Nice. Yeah, dude, a good peck stretch. It's very nice. Yeah. yeah. She's great. I had to cancel my next because I forgot it's my nephew's birthday. Uh, I'm like, huh? Oh, now I'm pushed to April.
2: Oh
3: uh, yeah. I go for massages too. But, usually like once a month. Yeah. See the same person. That's it. It's once they get into the, it's funny how there's spots that hurt
0: that you don't know hurt until they get there. She always does my, my right arm first. Yeah. And then when she's done and walking around, I'm like, I didn't realize my left arm hurts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like sometimes like even
3: like your shin or something like, I didn't even know that could hurt. Yeah. You know, they'll like get in there and like knead it out and, I loved like the forearm, right? like get your fingers all moving. Oh um, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. It's crazy the relief you can feel. It's like the opposite of when you get like a good workout in, right? And you're like, I didn't even know I had those muscles. Mm-hmm. Kind <laughs> of thing. Um, yeah. Rob, are you a, a musician?
0: I w- I am. I was gonna say I was. I don't you're think you cool. could ever uh, unbecome a yeah. musician. Yeah. 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 I
4: just I, I picked that. I, maybe I, I heard that on your last podcast. I listened to it. Thanks mm-hmm. for the shout out, by the way.
0: Oh, of
3: course.
4: Um. Yeah. What? Uh, how long have you been playing? What do you play?
3: Um, I play guitar and bass. I started as a bassist when I was 13. Mm -hmm. So that's almost 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and I played in a a lot of bands, uh, played in Texas, traveled all around the state playing in cover bands when I was a teenager, like, you know, four nights a week, four hours a night, go to the next city, you know, it was, it was In the seventies, it was a completely different kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Like people you'd pull into a town at the club and that's where everybody of age went, you know, there was no other thing happening.
0: So yeah, to warrant four hours of live music, like you can't find four hours of live music right here unless you go to the pony or something like
3: that. And it was packed. It was, it's, so it was a crazy thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Got lucky, had some stuff on the radio and um, in New York, I began because beca- I became a songwriter. Switched over to guitar, and I had uh, had uh, some brushes with fame and infamy. Infamy. <laughs> That's cool. You came out. You came out right. <laughs> That's cool, man. And um, I sort of, you know, I you know, there's this whole thing going on, like in New Jersey, in our area that I call the senior circuit. Okay. You know, it's all people, my age, sixties, you know, even older, mm-hmm. some a little younger. And they put these bands together and they play all these old, tired cover songs. Sweet Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I just refused to be part of that. I had to stop. Right. When mm-hmm. the, the band I was playing in mm-hmm. wanted to do that because I. I it, it, it's it's there's a certain sadness mm-hmm. <laughs> I can understand that yeah, and it's like yeah. I, you know I want to keep you know
0: quit while I still have some dignity left right <laughs> well, I think and and this isn't a dig to any of the people playing those kind of bands, but it's like that that's the furthest that those people have ever gotten, so right. for them, it's like a big deal, and it's cool, mm-hmm. but for you
3: it's a it's a come down yeah. <laughs>
0: Nice. It's like playing for the Yankees and then you're like, you know, the blue balls. Yeah. Not even yeah, the soft, the, the company softball team. Yeah. <laughs> so,
3: yeah. Um, so it's been a big part of my life. Right. You know, that's awesome. That's yeah.
0: good. The song, yeah. the, the intro song, that's Rob. Oh yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah.
3: That's, that's
0: from 92.
3: From Very cool. Recorded in a bedroom in San Francisco. Very, very cool. Nice. That's where all the best things happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. All the best things happen in a bedroom. Yeah. In San Francisco. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah.
4: How old are you? I'm twenty nine. Which I heard you say I heard one of you said young twenties. That's what that was. So I'm I'm knocking on thirty, so I I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, that's
1: that's what I'm hearing. (laughs) I just turned thirty five. It's rough.
4: Oh, dude, I'm like, I'm starting to like not bounce back from my injuries. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Jeff, tell him about sad. that. Yeah. I was <laughs> scraping Steve's door yesterday. Last night I get home, I'm like, man, my arm is killing me. Yeah. yeah. Like my wrist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Like when we do
3: installations the next day, um, I'm just so sore all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My
0: knees can't take it anymore. Yeah. From, it yeah. Fish
4: oil is not enough at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do fish
0: oil and collagen every morning. Yeah. Yeah, and it, but it does help. Cause I notice, um, if sometimes like I'll run out of collagen and I'll like not order it for a couple of weeks just because I don't know, you know, how it is. Um, mm-hmm. and I'll notice like that my joints hurt more. Yeah. Yeah, it could be psychosomatic. Who knows? But Whatever
4: dude. Psychosomatic is fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. For, it makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> for 30 bucks a month. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm willing to pay for that. Uh, placebo.
4: Yeah.
0: Nice. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
4: I have a, a, an issue in my upper back that like flares up. Not as recently or not as much recently, thankfully, but, um, I used to train jujitsu a lot and that would trigger it all the time. And it used to be like a couple days out, a couple days out, I can go back a couple days out. I can go back, whatever. Um, and now it's like two weeks plus mm-hmm. if that ever happens, I like, don't touch me for two weeks. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, be grumpy. Wow. It's going to hurt. I can't turn my head. It's like a thing.
3: Yeah. I mean, wait till you, I hate to say it, wait till you get like up around where I am. Yeah like sometimes injuries never go away. Yeah. Like you have like you hurt your shoulder and that's just what it feels like. Yeah, yeah it just it just while well, your knee. I got a bad shoulder now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. You know you got to baby it right? because you know you do one wrong thing and it's you're back to square one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I like separated separated my shoulder. Um you know, I I think not dislocated, but separated where like the, whatever this is mm-hmm. separates from the, I'm not uh, yeah. <laughs> well, i I'm, I'm not a human anatomy <laughs> uh, expert. Um, and that bothered me. It was from carrying something on my shoulder. I guess it pushed, pushed it down. I don't know if it was separated, but whatever. I, I, I screwed up my shoulder and it hurt for probably eight or 10 months. It was brutal because yeah. I mean, everything we do in here is we're picking up pieces of plywood, big pieces of wood. Mm-hmm. Cabinets. You're twisting funny. Yeah. 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 So Brian did jujitsu with, remember Junior?
4: Oh, yeah.
0: When we first, like before Green Street was even a thing, we made all those cutting boards and brought oh, them yeah. to at Gray's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Had you ever eaten at Gray's? Uh, yeah. After I found out that that was Junior Spot, Yeah. I went there. That place was so good. Yeah. So I think
4: he's opening something else. Uh,
0: I have soon. been seeing. Yeah, yeah. On his Instagram. Yeah. Very excited for that. I think, is that in Highlands, Atlantic Highlands? Not sure. Um, I wanna say Atlantic Islands. It's like a surf and turf place. Yeah. yeah. He he's amazing. He catered my wedding. Um in his little he has like a food truck trailer. Yeah. It was great. Short rib. What else do we have? Fluke. Um yeah, that was like my wife and I's spot was great. It's like if we were gonna go out to dinner, that's where we went. Nice. So she worked with um a friend of his. Or maybe his wife? I forget. But uh, my wife used to work with a woman who knew them. So that's how we found out. But yeah, that was a great restaurant. Yeah.
4: Yeah, he's good, super talented uh, Chris or Shaggy. I don't know what you know him as. The other guy?
0: Oh, the one that I saw. Yes. On your, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: So I call him Shaggy. I don't know how far that uh, that name goes. That might be like a <laughs> jujitsu <laughs> gym specific thing. But um, he's super nice guy. They're both very talented. They're mm-hmm. both great dudes. So, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. He used to have the bone marrow. Then he'd like bring out a shot of bourbon. You could like drink it out of the bone. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Bone marrow is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so what uh, other than candles and jujitsu, what are you into?
4: So my most, it, it's my most recent, but my most potent uh, passion is this naturalized wildscaping or naturalized landscaping. I call it wildscaping because I think it's a cool name. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, landscaping idea. sounds very manu- like manufactured. Yeah, you
4: hear it everywhere, right? It's like a wallpaper. Mm-hmm. So um, wildscaping, I think is cool. And I think it looks cool written out. But anyway, so um, landscaping in a, you know, a, a visually appealing and striking manner in a way that is both low maintenance and sustainable, also supporting you know, local ecology. And wildlife. So I'm learning about that now. I've spent all winter reading up on it. And I, I feel like I'm in a place now that I can start making informational content. And once uh, it warms up a little bit more, I'm going to head down to Pinelands Nursery, pick up some stuff, start doing my own space as kind of a, a demo, a video demo. And also I do need to landscape my uh, <laughs> my, my area. It, it was neglected, Yeah, man. <laughs> so I'm going to be getting plugs and plugs, ideally. Um, and I'll... I'll, I'll I want to go around to people that I know. I mean, yourself included and, um, just put like a little bit of, a little bit of love into the space.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. We even, uh, when, so we had to do like a, the town, like, made just drum through hoops to get into this building. Really? So I had to do like a rendering and everything. And we had like some boxwoods and stuff outside, which, mm-hmm. you know, we never, uh, back, out back uh, there, uh, in the front. Like I put them in the rendering. Um, we never made good on any of that uh, i don't know we did paint they, the building yeah though. they weren't requiring <SSSSSSSSSR> did it, it nice. that that we had to make it look exactly like that rendering but it would be nice to have some and i looked for some of those like long and the problem is i don't want to go too deep like planners mm-hmm. it would be nice to have some yeah you know stuff out there
4: yeah would you would you just build
0: planters we could like yeah i like the look of like those like concrete kind of ones though oh yeah those those are nice that would fit in they're wild expensive though yeah you have
3: yeah. to find them use like where somebody's just
0: needs them out yeah. yeah
4: are you talking about like the the concrete textured epoxy planters like that you would get at Lowe's or like um like actual
0: kind of just like uh you know say like 30 inches high mm-hmm. by like 16 inches deep by like long yeah you know or oh, you can't get that at Lowe's. no probably yeah. not no. like
3: commercial stuff yeah
0: yeah, yeah, Ooh, or yeah, nice. or sometimes they're like black aluminum or something. Mm-hmm. But I think that would look cool. Yeah, because I don't want to go out much further than the columns. Yeah, I mean it's going to be a, a just a place for people to put their cigarettes I out know, and that's, throw their. That's, it's yeah. you know we get a lot of trash
4: outside. Yeah, Main Street is is rough. Yeah, or it must be. Yeah. But your your building's paint job seems to have survived. Yeah, which thank is you.
0: good.
2: A couple a couple miraculous of right? graffiti. Yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah.
0: Oh man! So our buddy Lou, uh, shout out to Lou at Shore Pro Painting, painted the shop for us. And so he went around for like a week and scraped all the loose paint because you know it had they had phoned it in for God knows how many years prior painting it. Um, and then he finally got to the priming stage, and he we were up in Jersey City doing something, and he called me. He's like, uh, "I hate to tell you, he had primed that side of the shop." Somebody graffitied the shop last night. So I went and I looked at the cameras, bunch of little kids. Right. Um, but like a bunch of spots on that side. So luckily it, it hadn't been finished painted yet. So he was able to just, um, you know, prime, prime back over it. And then we had, uh, the door has been hit a couple of times, but on the corner there, I want to say in the fall. Yeah. Or the, wait, have we gotten the fall yet? What what season? is it? what? It's winter. <laughs> Maybe in the fall. Yeah. Uh, somebody tagged the wall. I was able to get it off, thankfully, mm-hmm. but nice, yeah, I didn't call the cops on that one, but I made sure that, um, oh wait, no, didn't they do that two nights in a row or something? Yeah. On the side. He primed over it and then they came back like the next night. But I, I, you know, I called the cops just because a, it's not our, we don't own the building. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want there to be a record, you know, not like we're going to be pressing charges on some mm-hmm. children for, right. You know Throw them a beating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pop them, their bike tires. Get them back there to pull the freaking uh, <laughs> Not weed. Weed. Yeah, <laughs> They'll
4: be back there forever, man. That stuff doesn't
0: go away. I know. So we, uh, we go fishing up in upstate New York in this town called Pulaski, or Pulaski is what the locals call it. It's like um, an hour north of Syracuse, mm-hmm. and there's a section of river that we fish called Douglaston Salmon Run, and um, it's like a private uh, stretch of river, like pay to fish kind of thing. And there's a couple islands in the middle of the river, and they're overgrown with knotweed. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah, it's a, it's prolific. I mean, not even
4: not even just in the northeast. I mean, it goes so far down south, mm-hmm. but it's everywhere. It's just like the tree of heaven. It's like I feel like they they probably both entered like the same harbor. You know, it followed the same track.
0: I haven't seen the tree of heaven.
4: No, it's just look 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 anywhere on Main Street. They're all over the place. Oh, really? Yeah. I um last summer I had to get nine of them cut down. Which, really, they were all clones of the same one. Huh. Um, Looks familiar. But they were, yeah, I mean, I guess they're, they're probably very hard to identify in the winter when they don't have the foliage.
3: Oh, those things.
4: Yeah, but they're, uh, there was one growing out of a crack between a sidewalk and a building down, down the, towards the bay over here. I was walking my dog, and I saw it, and I stomped it out.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's it, probably you know grew back by now, though.
0: Doesn't Virginia Creeper kind of look like this?
2: Um, I'm not sure. That's the best thing about Google is you can just misspell anything yeah. and it just... <laughs> oh, that's
0: eh. that ivy? Uh, I guess not. Maybe I've been seeing Tree of Heaven and I've been calling it Virginia Creeper my whole life. Maybe. I mean, it's, uh,
4: it's, it's exploded and it's, um, its footprint is pretty much identical with the lanternfly issue. Oh, wow. Because that is a pref- they're from the same geography and they, uh, it's a preferred host plant for them. Hmm. So if you see one high likelihood, especially if it's a couple of years old, uh, it's covered in eggs.
0: Wow. What, uh, what are like some local plants that you think, you know, like a, are, well, if they're local, obviously they do good, but what are some things that would do well here, but are also like, um, maybe threatened, you know, that would like, I know milkweed, a lot of people plant milkweed because it's, uh. Mm -hmm beneficial to the butterflies and
4: yeah, I mean it, that depends a lot of it, it, The conversation of endangerment and like threatened is, is weird because um, you can have, you can have like a healthy native ecosystem, but like in a native forest, you're not going to have the same species that you'd have in like a native uh, savanna or prairie. Right. Right. So there's things that are just beneficial to plants de facto, and like milk, uh, butterfly milkweed is one of them, right? It's not an aggressive, uh, species of milkweed. Any oak, um, blackjack oak, red oak, white oak, those are all keystone species in this area. So they are, um, host plants for endangered, uh, caterpillars and butterflies and moths. So like, that's a, that's like a, Mm. like a pinch point in the, in the food web. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, this guy, Doug Tallamy. He's, um, He's kind of from this area, like Mid-Atlantic, Northeast. I think he teaches at like Udell or something. But he is like the granddaddy of the, the naturalized landscaping movement, hmm. especially in this part of the country. He's got many, many books on it. Um, he, he just spoke at Monmouth University, but I only found out about it yesterday. And oh. it was like two weeks ago. That's
0: the best. Heartbroken, man. <laughs> You're like this one niche thing yeah. that I'm really into. <laughs> yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Oh,
4: I would have loved to go to that, yeah. But, um, I mean, if you have the space for it, Oak low growing oak specifically. Um, And if you have a full sun environment, that's pretty dry butterfly milkweed. I mean, those are just, just those two alone will support so many species. You'd be, you'd be doing the world a favor. Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I can appreciate like looking at a nice green lawn, but eh, there's just something about it. It's not, it's very uninteresting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's nicely landscaped with like, you know, areas of, uh, when oh, they sort of have like an island of like mm-hmm. you know a couple of trees maybe like a big rock yeah that's cool but yeah i don't
4: know yeah the the two things that i will be pushing against i think pretty religiously going forward is um resource intensive turf lawn
0: oh yeah yeah like if you have to water yeah. your lawn every morning
4: yeah and or and uh, bare ground or slash you know excessive mulch in a bed mulch mm-hmm. is good it's ground cover it prevents you know, light exposure and whatever that, um, weed seeds need to germinate, but it's not doing anything other than that, you know, and then you have to replace it because it breaks down. Right. So you can, instead of just doing mulch, 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 you can do mulch your first year and then do, um, low growing ground covers that have like deep tap roots, you know, that will bring up water from, from, you know, the water table and that'll help feed other early successional species that you plant.
1: Hmm.
0: That's need, interesting. Yeah. I need something like that yeah. around my house. Suck up yeah. some of that water. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, I got a whole story about that if you want to hear it. Yeah. Let's, Let's do well, it. We got nothing but time. <laughs> so
4: I live in Kingsburg and I have a basement, right? So that's a, a horror story in and uh, of itself.
0: I'm in Leonardo and I have a basement. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I,
3: I've got water in my basement
4: too. Oh so. man. It is. It's, it's a mess it, or it can be a mess, but um, I, I hired quality first basements up in Cliffwood. To do a, to do a, a a redo of my French drain, there was like a DIY job or something when I moved mm-hmm. in with a sump that was failing, and that was tied into my main sewer line, which I don't think that's
0: supposed to be yeah, a thing.
1: No.
4: And every time it went off, which was very regularly, it would my shower drain would like gurgle, improper <laughs> <laughs> <So>, venting. <laughs> yeah,
0: so it was I have just, that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Put up your hand. Yeah, they're like, something. yeah, this whole house has one two inch vent.
4: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So it was, it, it was a mess and, um, they came in, they did a fantastic job, but uh, my property is landlocked, right? So I can't, where does that water go? Mm-hmm. So new sump system, drain works great, but the water is all just in my yard. So after I had that done, um, I thought, you know what, this is, this is okay. You know, having surface level water, that's fine. I get, if I plan something, I'm going to have to water it anyway, probably. So let me do like a rain garden style water catchment so i can like sequester it all in one area and then i have the rest of the yard to do whatever i need to do and um i completely underestimated the volume dude it's i just have (laughs) like a (laughs) swimming pool i did like a pitch and everything and did like rocks and mulched and 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 whatever and it was just terrible so bad so now i have to (laughs) dig all that out and do like uh, one to two dry wells with the with a french drain run outside Jeez, which is fine i can do it i just
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. i have um so we have two liters that come down on the highway side of my my house and then one that's on the other side. So basically the entire load of the whole roof is coming to one side and it goes into, you know, black pipe in the ground and it goes out to the highway. But I know those pipes are all, they have to be jacked up, mm. you know, over, I don't know who put it in or when. Um, but yeah, you know, that we had that crazy rain in the spring where it rained like five inches in like a day. Mm. And then, uh, I guess it's like, what, six weeks ago, we had a lot of rain. And then, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, we had a lot of rain. And I had water in my basement, all three of those. Yeah.
4: Hope you have a wet back.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I bought a surface pump for this last one, thinking that... Um, what a bug. Yeah. yeah I got one, it's too. It's just sitting in the box. Nice. But it's ready. Ready for the yeah. next.
4: Well, it's yeah. better sitting in the box than... Yeah. In use. Ideally, that's where it stays, right?
0: Yeah. that, that uh, The one in the spring, I think for about 10 days we had water, or maybe more, two weeks we had water in the basement. And, you know, I could vacuum it up all day and it would just, you know, the yeah. sump can't keep up um, because it has to hit the bottom of the slab before it goes over there anyway. Right. So it's just coming through any little crack in the floor.
4: Yeah. Yeah,
0: man, don't put basements
4: in your wet side houses. Yeah. Lesson learned.
0: I filled some cracks uh, between the last two uh, rain events ago and this most recent one, and the ones that I filled didn't leak, but it created leaks in other areas because it was like, oh, now we will just come up over here. Yeah, yeah, now and those ones are not accessible. Yeah, at least yeah. I know
3: where where to look for the water in my basement. Yeah, yeah, it likewise comes up through the floor. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. When, when I moved in, we,
4: there was already a drain system installed. So it was just completely clogged up.
0: Like a perimeter drain? Perimeter
4: drain. Yeah. yeah. So a, it would just come up through the holes that mm-hmm. were in the drain and it was just like, it would come up at rates that were completely impossible to keep up with.
0: You have a um, slop sink in the basement? No. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you don't even have a good option. It's like yeah. you have to put it in the sump pit. Yeah. And then the sump pump is just like, yeah. you have a crazy sump pump? But now I
4: do. Now I have a- Is it a, Zoller? No, it's, um, I forget the brand. It's whatever, whatever quality first basements uses. I mm-hmm. think it's like a home serve brand or something like that. I don't know. The, the guy that owns that company has like a billion patents on oh, wow. this kind of equipment. Um, we need to call them. They're good. I mean, they're, they're pricey, but they're, they're really good and it's all, uh, warrantied. Mm-hmm. So it's good, good work. Um, but they installed some like triple safe pumps. There's a sump, a backup, and then a battery backup. Oh yeah. So it's like, I feel safe. Knock on wood.
0: Yeah. Know? I'm looking at like a, yeah, like a 600 or no, it's like a thousand bucks Zoller, And it, um, it has a battery backup and when it is ejecting the water, it's actually charging the battery. So oh. like the power could go out and your sump pump will continue to work. Nice. Yeah. It's cool. That's crazy. Yeah. How does that even work? I don't know. They've been around for a while. I never, um, looked into them until recently, <coughs> but I just have, <laughs> excuse me some bullshit uh ever built or something mm-hmm. that they put in like right before we bought the house because our realtor went over and she's like oh there's water in the basement they're like we'll replace this <laughs> yeah yeah i uh when i was buying this house
4: it had rained it just happened to have rained the day before every single day i went to to look at it for whatever reason and that's good it is good but i you know i was like okay let me check the basement never saw water up until the final walkthrough hours before closing and i was like
0: well i'm in too deep now <laughs>
4: I got to do it. Yeah. 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 And there was like a whole oil tank situation. So this was like a month long closing process that I just needed it and needed it to be done. You know, you know how it goes.
0: When did you buy the house? 2020. So, so you got in Keensburg ground floor. Sure did. You got might that be able to retire interest. off that house. <laughs> I would love it. I'd love that. I mean, odds are yeah. pretty high.
4: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, um, it's definitely, I definitely got a good deal. Definitely has some equity, mm-hmm. uh, but there's no beating that interest rate. So like, where am I going to go?
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're in the same boat. Yeah. We can't move. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a house in Leonardo, you know, with like a two, two and change interest rate or like a 3.0, something like that. And now like the value has, it's like increased by 70%. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, but the problem is, yeah. Where can you go? You can't. Right. Yeah. Buy, buy a houseboat or something. Yeah.
3: <laughs> RV. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so you live really near the shop. I, I can see the shop from my backyard.
0: <laughs> I yeah. see the lights come on at like, you know, five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm probably still snoozing at that point. But uh, yeah, man, I, um, which I didn't realize up until I had come here and then I was letting my dog out uh, a couple of days ago and I was like, Oh, that is the shop right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the, the previously the tree of heaven was blocking that when it was all filled out. So I just never noticed, mm-hmm. but yeah, I left uh, my house at, 229
3: I got here. Two twenty-nine in thirty seconds. You know? <laughs> so yeah, quick. Yeah. Um that we endeared ourselves to the neighborhood when we painted the building. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Was I, it I don't even remember what this building looked like previous.
0: Uh it was like a peeling grayish kind of paint, but yeah. there was like, you know, all the windows were boarded up, the doors were boarded up. Um the knotweed was above the roof in the back. back. Yeah. And it's like, the roof is like 14 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was well, well yeah. above. Um, it, I mean, inside. Oh, God. It's like inexplicable how bad it was. It was bad. Roof caving in. Uh, people wow. squatting in the building. It was com- There was no electricity. So we had like a, a Makita like spotlight, you know. I don't know what what we were thinking. We came in with
4: some rose colored work. glasses. Well, I mean it looks like you uh you materialized it. It looks great.
0: Yeah. This is the one you know the one area that we haven't done anything which I'd love to soon. What? Like what? The the office. This office itself. Yeah. Um you know aside from I mean you could see where they had filing cabinets for yeah. for god knows how long. It's like there was like a deer right there or something. A deer head? Yeah. <laughs> There's like some plaques over there. Those clipboards, if you move them, you can see the outline of the clipboard. You know, you're probably like smoking cigarettes in here for like 60 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, This was like a machine shop. um, I think going back to like the 40s. Mm -hmm. And there's still like areas in there that are soaked with oil from the, you know, lubrication of like lathe or whatever. Um, But I mean, we're happy to like get into a building that Used to be used for manufacturing mm-hmm. and now is again, um, rather than see it just like leveled and they put up like some condos or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm
4: happy with what you guys are doing
0: as a resident. Mm-hmm. So it looks nice and
4: I'm, it, it's remarkable how good it looks, especially in your shop compared to, you know, what you describe it to have looked like it's nice, big, brightly lit open space.
0: I wish we had taken some pictures. <laughs> it was kind of impossible. Yeah, <laughs> You needed yeah. flash photography. You yeah. didn't have any electricity. <laughs> yeah, like there was no, um, there was like an outlet by the panel and like, and there's some outlets in the ceiling, half of which don't work. But, uh, you know, aside from that uh, power in here, like we had to run all new power. Um, it was crazy. Very crazy. Do you know how long this was vacant? Um, at least five years. It's yeah. a long time. Yeah. I was going to guess 8 cuz uh our landlord bought it in 2019. We moved in in 2023. Um and I'm I'm pretty sure no one was in here for a while before mm-hmm. he bought it. Wild.
4: Did he do you know if he bought it with the intention of renting it out or
0: um or was he going to do something here? I, if he if he had the intention, he wasn't trying very hard. Okay. <laughs> because you know it took him you know uh three and a half years or whatever to find somebody to right um get into it um which is cra- i don't know it seems crazy i guess because it was in such bad shape mm-hmm. you know part of the the whole thing was like he put a new roof on the building um and cleaned it up yeah a little bit yeah emptied out all the debris yeah which uh, there was a lot something. of yeah um did some, I mean, you see, like minor repairs, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like, Yeah, well, you know, you could probably just like sheetrock the whole ceiling while you're at it. And they're like, yeah, We'll just like put this piece here. <laughs> they're like, That's fine. But we had to get the toilets running. I yeah. mean, it,
3: it, it, we had to do everything.
0: Yeah,
4: it was a money pit. You guys have any idea what you want to do in, in this
0: office? Um, we, we'd like to like have a, a nice functioning office, definitely keep a an area for the podcast, um, and just. You know, like build ourselves nice, like whatever, nice desks and cabinets and stuff. Not so much as a showroom. Like, hey, look, you, we could build you this. It's just like a representation of mm-hmm. um, what's possible. Yeah. You know, like when you walk into like a a uh, a kitchen design showroom or whatever, and you see all these like fake kitchens. Yeah, it just not seems very. That's right. not what we're looking for. Yeah, no. It's more like I'd rather build stuff that's way nicer, and then it's like, well you could have this, but we could do, obviously if we did this, we could do anything that <laughs> right. you want, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, it's at, it's one of those things where we just have to actually decide to start doing something. Otherwise it's never going to happen. Yeah. We'd yeah. like a big, big window there would be nice, but that's, uh, where this, uh, Missing, yeah, missing. His? Paddling yeah, is. Yeah. It looks like there, there must have been yeah. a window there at some point, and they blocked it in. Yeah, because you can see this <laughs> end of block.
2: framed there. out. I guess they needed more, uh, more office space, more space for their plaques. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. What um, what kind of tree is this on your American Craftsman and Green
4: Street
0: Joinery? That's the tree of life.
4: Oh, Oh, that is, that is a tree of life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just a nondescript, I guess, uh, with those shaped leaves. (laughs) I'd be the one to identify
2: that, right? I don't know. We'll, we'll call it a, uh, call it a sycamore. Okay. It does. It does have sycamore vibes. Yeah.
3: Sycamore is the city tree. Of Kingsburg? Is that why they're everywhere? I mean, it's a city. It's, a city tree. Oh, yes. Like in yes. Brooklyn, they planted, yeah. you know, a million sycamores. Um, it's a big tree in this area. Yeah. And they, I I guess they can withstand, a, you know, an urban environment.
0: Yes, they are pollution resistant.
3: Huh.
0: Yeah, you go to Shrewsbury, it's like sycamores everywhere. Yeah. They're
3: also, I mean, if,
4: if you're planting um, an American sycamore, I don't know like the species name, but... Those are native to New Jersey,
1: God.
2: the whole state.
4: Mm-hmm. And there's uh, a bunch. There's like two big ones right across the street from you guys. Really? Over, like Caddy Corner. Over right.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We don't do much time looking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't look outside a, much. Yeah. Just when there's a commotion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like when that person took that out not, that fire I, hydrant. hydrant. Do you remember uh, that? No. Did you live here yeah. then?
4: I definitely did, but I didn't know. Uh, yeah. I, I saw somebody run through uh, my neighbor's gate over here at the, at the top of Burrander Place. Yeah. But, um. I forget. Fire hydrant. It was. Yeah, uh, she was on her
0: phone. The summertime. Yeah. She slammed into the back of a parked car and then pushed that car into the fire hydrant and knocked it over. No. But, yeah. But, uh, unfortunately, water didn't shoot out of the ground. That would have been poetic. That would have been yeah. nice. Yeah. We learned something, though, that the shutoffs are below ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just never thought of it. It's like you, when you see a fire hydrant get knocked off, you expect water to come out. Right. Well, that's what the, the media has fed us. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like the movies at all. Dang it! We'll just it, have to redo it. A lot of uh, you know, small accidents right here. Mm-hmm. We had um one of our delivery drivers in like uh, I don't know if he was in the eight in the tractor trailer or in just the box truck. I think but like it was the big box truck, like a twenty six or thirty some odd foot box truck. Um, someone just like smashed into the like side of it, like sideswiped his huge <laughs> metal bumper. <Yeah.
3: laughs> her, wit, her mirror comes flying off. Yeah. I mean, and then she stops, like you know, halfway down the block. She's yeah. like, are "You guys okay?" It's like we
0: were inside. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Nuts. Yeah, People drive pretty crazy on a store, especially in the double parked area up by oh, yeah. like the liquor store. Mm-hmm. It's nuts up there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, every day when I leave over there, there's somebody, you know, trying to sneak, sneak out and cross the street. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think people park in the, I always forget what it is. Dollar general,
4: something like that. Yeah.
0: The dollar store. And then they uh, walk across to the liquor store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So They're always trying to, uh, you know, jaywalk, you know, yeah. between cars. Oh man. Yeah.
4: Especially at night. gets it's nuts. I was blinded by like an oncoming truck the other day, and I was slowing down because it was double parked, and it was a big truck. And I thought that they were coming through, but they were stopped for a pedestrian, and I, I couldn't see her. She was yeah. between me and the headlights, and um, I saw her just in time. Got to, got to stop, thankfully. But that was like that could have been bad.
1: Yeah,
2: it was that's scary.
3: Um. So, as a full time Keensburger, mm-hmm. uh, what do you recommend for food? Oh,
4: man, I'm the worst person to ask. <laughs> um, there is, uh, I, I don't know the name of it. It's a newer Mexican spot up the street on Main Street. Is so that Delphi's? Is it, it is Delphi's, yeah. yeah. So well, they
3: were good. I like them a lot. I've heard that's good.
0: Yeah. Jackie from Timberson. Yeah, that's, that's so, good. so
4: that's yeah. two yeah.
3: recommendations. We'll have to try that. Yeah, yeah they're good.
4: Um, I haven't been to that new Half Moon spot down the street. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. It is. I've been there for music. Um, a friend of mine, Lee, who's actually a, a luthier. Oh, wow. Uh, played hmm. there over the summer. But that's about it. I do a lot of home cooking. What do you like to cook? Tasty stuff. Uh,
0: I would hope so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No sense of cooking if it's going to be bad. Right.
4: (laughs) Uh, I I eat pretty clean, honestly. It's pretty boring. So chicken, rice, vegetable Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Um, uh, My mom taught me some Indian cooking. So I do that every once in a while. Some Kima. Um, I'm not very good at it. I haven't done done it too much.
0: I like Indian food. Yeah. Yeah. Have Um, you been to NILAM? Of course. It's like the only, oh, it's the only course. Indian. Well, actually there's uh Haldi, Haldi Chok. Chok. Yeah, yeah. That place yeah. is good too. That
4: place is good. I, the guy that used to own it, I don't think he's involved anymore. I Deepak. Think the,
0: the chef
3: bought it, right?
4: Something. I think so. Yeah. But the old guy used to train at a uh, Garden State. Oh, just cool. with me. Yeah. yeah he was a cool guy. Oh
3: man. The best Indian food I ever had was, um, what's, what's his name? Oh, uh, Anand. Anand. I, was a client of mine. <clears throat> and, they were so gracious, like i i was on I was on the installations, let's say four days. Mm-hmm. we'd have to stop every day, and I'd eat with the family
1: nice
4: <laughs> that's that's the best yeah, and yeah.
3: it wasn't the same kind of Indian food that is uh, prevalent in the restaurant right um I can't remember if I think she said they were from the south mm-hmm. so it was it was all this other stuff, yeah. It was all so good. Yeah. It It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's yeah.
4: Uh, Northern Indian is definitely the common Indian restaurant okay, cuisine so, around here. Yeah. Haldi so, Chak does do a little bit of both. That right. sounds, that sounds like a gift. It, man. it was, yeah. it was,
3: you know, I didn't know what anything was. And, you know, so the excitement of like yeah. eating all this new stuff and it being so delicious.
4: How do you do with uh, spice?
3: I'm not, it depends. It depends. I like spicy, but sometimes if it's, if it's too much where it, that's all that I'm mm-hmm. getting is the spice. Yeah. Yeah. It might be too much. Like I, I love Mexican food, uh, yeah. but I usually uh, go somewhere in the middle with the spice there. I like
0: spicy, but I get the hiccups.
1: Oh, uh-huh.
3: yeah. dry,
4: dry hiccups. I hope.
0: I guess. I, don't I don't hope know so. Why. You'd
4: know if they were not dry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they haven't been wet. I can say. Good. Okay. Those are the worst. <laughs> but
4: yeah, I, um, spice level fluctuates, I think, depending on, everything else that's going on, mm-hmm. you
3: know? What style of Indian food uh, is your specialty? Um, oh, I don't know that I would consider any
4: uh, style my specialty, but it's, it's probably North Indian. It's, it's more like a, um, like a wet curry than mm-hmm. than oh, like okay. a, you know, like a, a drier mixture of, you know, uh, legumes, chickpeas, paneer, stuff like that, that you might find paneer.
0: paneer,
1: yeah. <sighs> yeah. I like paneer.
0: Yeah. Nice. used to get at Trader Joe's though was a palak paneer. It's like a spinach. Yes, pen. yeah, oh, that's yeah. good. Oh, I know about that. Even just like frozen from Trader Joe's, yeah. that's good. Yeah.
4: it's good. It, Indian food. I mean, if it's like in a curry style, if it, it's very sauce heavy, it
0: freezes yeah. like no problem. What did I get at Neelam is the uh, chicken korma. Chicken korma is always a great one. It's like a coconut milk, and mm-hmm. I think that's yeah,
4: good. Lamb saag is my go-to. Especially if I'm trying a new place out, I'll order the lamb
0: saag. That's how I know. Ah. I, there's not many foods that i don't like yeah um aldeech walk man i haven't been there in ages i forgot that was even there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like that place i think a little bit more than um it's definitely a little more like uh Neelon. like nilam to me it feels equivalent to like a chinese restaurant yeah. it, and maybe it's more authentic than that like you know so um maybe it feels a little dated you mean Yeah, just like a little bit like catering towards like an American palate, whereas mm -hmm, Haldi Chwok maybe is a little more like true to what it's actually supposed to be. It's like a
4: chef-driven experience. There you go. uh, And also, it's just more brightly lit in Haldi That's like my number one feedback. Mm -hmm. It's just so dim in Elam. I love them. Their food's great. I've been going there for years.
0: Um, It's just dark in there. Apparently in, uh, what is it? I know Edison, there's a bunch of in, really good Indian restaurants, but more south of here, not Ocean. Is it Ocean Township? There's supposed to be
4: a place that's really good. There's a new spot in Shrewsbury. I forget what it's called. It's on
2: 35, I think. Mm. That could be it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you got to try Half Moon. Half Moon's good. Been, uh, what about Julio's? You, you like, no, enjoy pizza? In. Julio's is good. That's um, right before Dixie Lee. Yeah, they have another place in Atlantic Islands on First Ave. A good pizza. They make a pickle pizza, which is very good. It's like a white, like a garlic white sauce with pickles on top. I'm down with that. It's good. Yeah, I get the gluten free pizza there too mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, that's what my wife gets. That's like her. If she wants yeah. pizza, that's where she goes because they have a good gluten free. Nice. That's
4: food. important, man. I remember what ten years ago, gluten free everything everywhere, but it was terrible yeah <laughs> yes. we've uh i think we've come, come a long way in the yeah. gluten-free world oh yeah.
3: yeah you ever try to make like, like i was gonna say macaroni pasta like the yeah. gluten, yeah. but
0: now there's yeah
3: there's stuff that i love
0: yeah 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 i i've been doing keto for like six or seven years and uh you know my wife sometimes kind of groans about having to do gluten-free i'm like listen I could do this like easily, like you. They they make everything gluten free. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can eat anything. Like, there's no keto. I mean, they make some stuff, but it's really if you're trying to actually do it, most of the stuff that's labeled keto, you really can't. Yeah, like that was like we bought those um, from Costco. It's Mm -hmm. like keto coconut clusters when we went fishing, and I'm eating them. Like, man, these are good. I look at the thing. It's like first ingredient was agave syrup. I'm like. (laughs) Yeah. Like how can they even that. put this on the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they got gluten-free yeah. pretzels and bread and pasta. And it's good now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah, It's yeah. really good. The, that's gluten-free pretzels. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Actually. My, uh, so my parents, you know, obviously started buying some gluten-free things. Like when we'd, we'd go over there and now like my dad eats the gluten-free pretzels because he likes them better than the yeah. regular. Mm-hmm.
4: Like, yeah. I <clears throat> used I used to work at a vegan bakery over in Madawan, and... um,
0: Oh, Papa Ganache?
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And their gluten-free stuff sometimes, not always, but specifically their brownies and their rainbow cookies, better than their non-gluten-free.
0: Yeah. I feel like brownies especially lend themselves really well to gluten-free. Because you get that fudgy... um, Like it's hard to get something really light with uh, gluten-free because you can't get the gluten to... uh, Not that you want gluten in brownies, but like bread. (laughs) I came home Monday... I'm like, oh, I'm like, what's that smell? It smells good. My wife had made gluten-free focaccia bread. She's like, yeah, but it's kind of like gummy. I'm like, well, yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no gluten or or you know, ye- there's no yeast in. Well, maybe she used yeast, but there's no gluten to like make those bubbles to make right. it. You know. <clears throat> yeah. yeah,
4: it's a science, man.
0: Yeah, Afro ganache. Yeah, that that place is like uh, the legendary. It's vegan and and well, yeah, vegan and then they have gluten-free.
4: Yes. I think, I mean, it's been a while since I worked there. Um, but I think every, everything Papa Ganache is vegan, mm-hmm. but they also have like a line of gluten-free products. And I think that's like a significant portion of their, their mix. Um, I think since I, I have worked there, they have a gluten-free dedicated kitchen because they've wow. expanded their wholesale. So I think in order to, you know, be compliant and stuff, they needed to do that. Yeah. Multiple occasions, they seem to be doing pretty well.
0: Wow. There's a place in, um, Aberdeen. Uh what the hell is it called? Alternate Endings Brewery? Yes. And I they like have that. the food from Tolulas. Yeah. Man, that pizza. I think all that stuff is vegan. Um that pizza was really good. So good. They do like sesame seeds on the mm. Yeah. Man. Went there for uh my wife's Christmas party. Tallulah's. Where are they in Long Branch or Asbury? Asbury? Yeah, I was off the wagon for that one. They had um oh, what kind of squash was it? squash fries but i can't remember which maybe it was kombucha squash or kabucha squash that they cut into like you know french fries and with like some goju jang or something oh god it was good
4: sounds good yeah that's that that place is always a treat to go to their deep dish pies i love them Mm -hmm. little nine by nines um salads are great beer is really good
0: yeah the beer was good they had did you try like the foamy beer that they have the slow pour. Thing. They have like some kind of yeah tap um, that it'll pour a beer that's like all foam.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's one beer that they have, and then when you slow pour it, that's the thing, which is like an extra charge. Which I, you know, I don't know. It's Once like before. less. Yeah, it's less yeah, beer. But it's uh, it takes like like I, gets, I saw them do it one time. It takes a long time.
0: And then take. you're supposed to chug the beer. Oh really? That's what they told me.
4: Oh, I don't I don't know anything about that. But uh, no, I never got it. I saw it.
0: It's uh, I'd say. Uh, Go for something else. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't bad, but, um, yeah, their, um, their beer was good.
4: Are you guys a big, big beer enthusiasts? Like local brewery?
0: I was, I really don't, because I'm keto now, I I really can't drink beer. True. Um, but I used to work at, I don't know if you ever heard of Twin Light Tap House in Highlands, which Um, was like a pro, like the prolific craft beer bar in this area.
4: I don't know about, are they, Affiliated with like the Twin Lights, no, guys these no, days.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, you would you probably wouldn't know because they closed in 2012 with Sandy, right. so it was like a couple of years prior to that. Um, but yeah, that place was like we had all the rare beers, you know, um limited releases, firkins all kinds of crazy stuff. Very cool. We used to do a beer of the week. Yeah, here on on the podcast. Yeah, nice. Yeah, first what two seasons? Yeah. Then we started like trying to record four episodes in a day, like per one day per month, do four episodes. It's like, yeah, we're, there's no way that we can do this because all the beer with four oh. beers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, yeah, one person would buy the beer, yeah, and then it would be a surprise for the other person, and then we, you know, we crack them open at the beginning, and give and, our tasting notes, yeah, that sounds like give cool. our opinion, and so we were always getting, you know something that you'd never heard of mm-hmm. yeah
4: what about you? you into beer um i was uh more so a few years ago uh i don't drink much these days so that's our problem too it, yeah, like yeah we don't
0: really drink yeah uh, just on yeah. you know whatever we yeah. go out or something
4: yeah it, it's fun it, it, it does turn into an expensive hobby mm-hmm. i feel like especially if you're, you're you're doing like the local craft scene um which is the way to do it i think yeah but uh yeah happy to save that money
0: yeah and like you know early on you run through all of like the you know like I drank every stone beer every beer from rogue every beer from you know and then you get into like oh I'm get this evil twin four pack it's like 27.99 <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you start buying single bottles you know KBS or uh what else I forget I'm I'm so out of it now but some of the McKellar beers um yeah, I actually I have a a Stein hops and barley tattooed on my leg. I was super into beer. I brew my own beer.
4: Oh yeah, um, that sounds like fun.
0: Yeah, that's something I would like to do. Yeah, it's cool to watch the whole process of fermentation yeah. and, I mean, I think you have to do it a lot of times to make like really good beer. Like the beer was drinkable, but right, um, it's cheaper just to go buy a six pack. Yeah, of something that or that you know yeah. is going to taste good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know somebody who was. Brewing beer for about thirty years
3: now, and when he started, I was like, "What? What? What is this? Who brews beer in their basement?" You right. know, it was like it was such a foreign concept to me. Yeah. You know, this whole thing. He would I guess, he was like really in at the ground floor. This oh, whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, well, 19- come on! All your relatives are making wine in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that true? Yeah, <laughs> they made everything nice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, back
3: then we'd get like their little shipments from from uh, uh, the the other side, you yeah. know, from the farm. But uh, yeah, you know, it's like you know you were talking about how your mom, you know, taught you some Indian food. Mm-hmm. That that's sort of how we maintain some of our cultural identity right. here in in the U.S. Because right. you know we all sort of uh, like you know become american and and meld together and like i'm first generation american i couldn't mm-hmm. be more american right you know and so to me it's interesting to watch like the you know the kids of like you know somebody from mexico or something like that the parents barely speak english the kid mm-hmm. he just he looks like he's Mexican, but he's as American as yeah. they come. He you know, went to Kingsburg like, High School. It man. happens <laughs> in a blink of an eye. Yeah. And so um, it's always interesting to me to watch that because, you know, I, I think back, it's like, oh, my God. It's like, that's my experience, although I don't remember it much. You know what I mean? It's like I'm so far removed from that. Yeah. But you got to keep it in perspective. You know, it's like we all... Did this
0: for at sure. some point yeah. in time.
4: It's definitely valuable to yeah maintain some family
0: history. Yeah, in, in that yeah. way. Yeah, a lot of times too, the first generation sort of has a rejection towards the um, that culture because you know they're they're they feel they don't feel like that's their identity. You know, they feel like mm-hmm. they're an, an American. So um, that's like Felix and his son. Yeah, Felix yeah. and Felix. Um, exactly.
3: I mean in a blink of an eye yeah 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 i used to see it a lot in san francisco you know in the chinese uh community where the kids like they'd be little kids like seven eight years old they'd be translating you know if you're in a store or something like that not even an accent right
4: (laughs) (laughs) yeah man they're uh they're living it
3: yeah first generation yeah Oh, man. So, are you from this area? Were you born in uh, Monmouth County?
4: I, I've lived in Monmouth County for most of my life. Um, I moved around a bit as a kid, but I was born in, in India.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I
4: was born in uh, Madras.
1: Yeah. Oh, families wow. from
4: Indore, which is on, like, the Madras is on the east coast. Indore yeah. is, like, central west.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't but, know uh, much about the geography of India, but... It's big. Yeah, yeah I was going <laughs> to <Yeah>. say. That's <laughs> oh, what we yeah. you know. It's big. Yeah. I watch uh, a travel guy... I watch a couple. One, I watch like most of his stuff. Um, I don't know if you watch any travel guys on YouTube.
4: Uh, outdoor Boys mostly. I don't know if that counts. Uh, yeah, dude.
0: we were just talking about Outdoor Boys. Yeah. I was watching all of his stuff. I had dude. to, I'm giving myself a break right now. Um, his stuff is cool though. Uh, this guy bald and bankrupt. He's a British dude. He goes all over. Um, he actually did the, um, oh, what do they call it? There's a path from Venezuela to the United States through a jungle. Like it's how... You know, if you were trying to, um, immigrate to the United States, you would take this like dangerous path through a jungle, Mm. uh, in, I think the jungles in Panama. And he did that with this Greek dude and like people like die. It was crazy, but he goes to India a lot. And, uh, chaotic is like the one word that I think (laughs) of. There's just so much going on, like in this. And I'm, you know, obviously that's like in the the cities and stuff, um, And it's, you know, you can find that in New York, but yeah, there's just so much going on, you know?
4: It's insane. I mean, I, I, not from a firsthand experience. I don't remember any of it. I was, I was an infant when I came over, but, um, my cousins who grew up there, um, I was talking to my cousin, Janet, the other day or a couple of weeks ago at this point, I guess, months. Wow. It's been a long time. Anyway, (laughs) um, time goes, goes by so fast, but she, uh, I was talking smack about New York city being like just super busy, like you Mm -hmm. were saying, and like kind of dirty in places you enter in Penn station. You're like, what the heck's going on here? Right. And we're from the beautiful, clean suburbs of New Jersey. So quite, quite the disparity. And um, I was saying something about it and she's like, Oh, it's like nothing compared to, you know, X, Y, Z town indoor, I guess, even with the population, I think exceeding New York city, probably a bigger footprint Mm -hmm. of a city, but yeah, the roads, just like the, the, volume of life that's in that space yeah it's, it's yeah. got to be crazy
3: yeah i had a, a kid working for me from india and i learned something that i had no idea mm. he had it like a latin like a hispanic name oh yeah and he was so from he, goa he was from the part of yeah. india that the portuguese yes. had sell- i i didn't know any of this yeah <laughs>
4: Yeah, that would be uh, Goa, which yeah. is the like the western central coast. Yeah, it like, It's like the Hawaii of India.
0: Oh, uh, they surf there, right?
4: They surf there, yep. Yeah, it's a nice spot. My uncle lives there. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's a heavy uh, Portuguese At, at first animals. I thought it was like, you know, yeah. are,
0: are you kidding me? Like, are you like
3: <laughs> funning me? Like trying to like... <laughs> but, well, that's like
0: Romania. Yeah. Have you ever heard a Romanian person talk? <clears throat> no. Sounds like they're speaking Spanish. Oh, really? Romania the, is... Romans, Romania, the uh, yeah. Romans you know, settled. So it's not, I guess it sounds more like Italian to me. It sounded like Spanish, but they're both Latin, you know, whatever Latin based. Um, so they don't have that, that Eastern European, more Russian sort of sounding language. They sound like they're speaking Spanish. Wild. Yeah. Romania is Eastern Europe, right? I should. Yeah. 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 Crazy. I can't place it on a map, but it's it's definitely over there. Yeah. First time I heard that, I was like, what (laughs) (laughs) actually same guy, that travel guy, he was in Romania. I'm like, (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: Where is <he? laughs> Wild. Oh, yeah. You guys are from, from uh, New Jersey, for the most part? Jeff's from Jersey. I'm from New York. Okay. Yeah. I grew up in Mercer County, okay. um, out in West Windsor, Princeton kind of mm-hmm. area. And I've been out here for ooh, um,
2: 13 years now. Ooh. I've been in the area
3: for 22 years. Nice. Yeah. Um, from Brooklyn. And lived out west for uh, about a dozen years, but uh, it's so I'm I'm a New Jerseyan by any stretch. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I the longest I ever lived anywhere else was let's say in any state would be four years. Mm-hmm. So I've been here for 22 years. Wow.
0: you got you locked in. Uh, Once you know? change the plates, it's official. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's plenty of New Yorkers living in New Jersey with New York plates still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it here. I think it's a nice area. Yeah, I yeah, I like this area, the Bay Shore. Yes, <clears throat> it's nice. Your prox- you know, the proximity to the city. <clears throat> Excuse me, the beach, everything. The international airport. You can yeah. you go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 you have you know what four to choose from. You can go yeah. to LaGuardia, JFK, Newark, or Philly's. Really, not that far. Right, Atlantic yeah. City. Yeah, Teterboro, if you got money. <laughs> <Teterboro>. oh, <yeah. laughs>
4: man. Cool. It's, it's a great place. I'm, I'm excited to, uh, you know, be able to like invest like time and creative energy into this space. Mm-hmm. I recently learned about, um, a group, uh, tell me if you know it, Monmouth County. No, I'm sorry. I didn't Know this only learned it yesterday. Monmouth, Co- Monmouth conservation foundation. I think it's a nonprofit. No, <clears throat> they, um, I guess they partner with municipalities and their donors and they purchase, green spaces like Huber woods, you know, like parks and, uh, they, you know, do their conservation thing. And it's, it's really, really cool. And I want to do something very similar to that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You should get linked up with our buddy, John. He does a lot of, um, like lawn stuff, but he, he tried out the, um, I don't know what you would call it, where you kind of just like, let it go, Mm. do whatever it's going to do. And he cut some paths and stuff into it. And I thought it looked really cool. And I think he um, had some hangups about how it was going, but he might be interested mm-hmm. in, in some tutelage on your end. That's very flattering.
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, that's, that's the kind of thing that I want to get into. So yeah, absolutely.
0: He's got a nice, nice piece of property. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's got room for all kinds of, you know, cool landscaping stuff.
4: Yeah. Landscape design as a concept is, is so like broad mm-hmm. and you can do it in so many different styles. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to like niche down into doing something very similar to what you just described. Um, but by understanding like archetypes and like succession within a, a a landscape that is left alone, I think you can, you know, kickstart it in the right direction and get results in like two to three years Mm. that are significant. So that's, that's my plan, but I have to, I have to, you know, do it. I think first (laughs) in order to to toot (laughs) anyone's horn. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no substitution for experience, right?
4: Right, so I got to do dry well, dig everything up, put it back. Sedges and milkweed everywhere.
3: Mm-hmm. How deep are the dry wells?
4: Oh, I don't know. I have to. I have to put them in. So, I, I think standard is like four feet. I okay. bought like a kit from Lowe's. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the thing that I actually use, but I was just like in a frenzy of I have to fix this problem right now. Oh, yeah, we got the kit, got the corrugated uh, PVC, and then I just like didn't do anything. So it's. Collecting dust. You know what but, that's like, yeah,
3: we, we, we're in that club. Yeah.
4: I got, I got a kitchen
0: that's in that state <laughs> right oh, now. Man,
4: yeah. Homeownership. I have exposed framing in my kitchen. We like took down a drop ceiling and a, oh, yeah. a piece of wall and we're like, well, we'll revisit this in 12 months. You know? Yeah. yeah. I was,
0: yeah. I was down to the studs in my kitchen for, for quite some time. Yeah. But it was an improvement over what was, you know, yeah. taking, ripping that's it the, all apart. That's was the crazy thing, right? Better.
4: Yeah. At least you can say it's in progress. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> My kitchen was like, I think eight by 12. And then, you know, adjacent to it was the dining room. I took the wall out Mm -hmm. between. Um, So yeah, just doing that, like even having it gutted was better than. I have sheetrock up now. Yeah. Nice. My wife, she's been, she's been very patient, but get it done at some point.
4: Yeah. That's very validating. The the taking the wall down as an improvement. That's what I want to do, but it's like the only load-bearing wall in the whole house oh really so it's like
3: then you man, gotta get an engineer you get an yeah. yeah well you yeah. don't have to
4: get
2: it.
3: no i
4: probably should <laughs> i probably should who knows we'll see when, i'm not even knocking on that door yet you know that's like a. I i had one guy come out two years ago for a for a um a quote it was within reason but then my hvac blue which older it was older than i was oh, you know yeah. so i was like okay all that money yeah gone what year was the house built uh, 56, I think. Okay. And then I think in the seventies, there was some amount of, uh, renovation with the HVAC and they put in like some drop ceiling stuff. And yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. I uh, had drop ceilings kind of too. Yeah.
0: And I have these in the whole upstairs, like the, tw- uh, these are, are these yeah 12 by 24 tiles, which is just covering up plaster, you know, right. cause rather than take down the plaster on the ceiling, which sucks cause I had to do it in the, you know, half of the first floor, they were just like, yeah, let's just. We'll stick this up there. Yeah. I'm contemplating,
4: honestly, doing something similar. Um, I was going to frame in my kitchen because I took the drop ceiling out already. And there's like, there's a wire running. Um, there's ductwork and stuff, which I have already kind of put up back where it belongs. But um, I was thinking about doing something, uh, I guess, not wood paneling, kind of. Shiplap. What is that material yeah, yeah, called? Do yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Uh, is it
0: beadboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beadboard. Is that what it is? Beadboard is another style that has like uh 21st century wood paneling. Pretty much a bead. Yeah, yeah It has a bead, <laughs> you know, a yeah. bead would be like yeah. a half a semicircle.
4: Okay. So maybe doing something like that as, as a, a better looking drop ceiling.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but I'm not willing to, to do any of that until the wall comes down because how far do you have to come down? not far yeah you um, could always
0: just pat you know just fur down the ceiling mm-hmm, and then yeah. just sheetrock it yeah so that's what i was thinking about doing um
4: but we'll see we'll see I'm, it's gonna come down when the wall comes down so. yeah
0: that's my problem is i have all these things that i want to do but it's like well i gotta do this before that and i don't want to do this because then i can't do that and you know <laughs>
4: It's like a snake eating its own tail yeah kind of
0: thing like if i had like you know 200 K sitting around. I could just pay somebody to come and do all of it at once. Yeah. But you know, it's like, Oh, I should really paint the front door. It's like, wow, well, I should, I want to do the siding first and maybe I'll just build a new door. Yeah. You know, yeah. Then you just get into this, <laughs> this analysis paralysis. Yeah.
4: In your guys' homes, do you have, you know, custom made <laughs> furniture <laughs> or is that uh Rob left? Shop he's got yeah. I do. Nice.
3: I do. Actually I do because I, I learned Yeah. On a bunch of stuff. So I have some that, you know, you could proudly show Mm -hmm. off and some that like, you know, failures of one degree or another. But, yeah, that's when I started. Basically, that's that's how I started. You know, it's like proof of concept. Let's see. I'm going to try and build a dresser
0: here. (laughs) Let's see how this goes. Very nice. (laughs) Yeah. What do I have? I have a bed. Two beds actually. I built myself a bed, I built my son a bed, have uh, we built some tables for the we used to do the podcast in my basement. We had like these like leather recliners and like and we used to film at Coffee table, side table. So those have been repurposed into a coffee table and side tables in my living room. Um I think that's it. Yeah. The beds. I might have some little bullshit doodads that I yeah. built just sort of real functional things just as temporary. Um, but yeah, I'm building a kitchen now. Um it's so all nice grain match cherry. I haven't touched it I can't tell you how long, but it's it's There's nice parts theory, here,
3: right? they do exist. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Awesome. That's cool.
4: That's cool. The only thing I've built uh, in my house is one work table in my garage.
0: What is it? Plywood and two by threes. Mm-hmm. What? It's level. At least where it's at right now. You, got buddies, you, you got buddies who are woodworkers now. So nice, anything yeah, you need. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heck
4: yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask you about um, the blanks for, that you were using for the Leone Kenji boxes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they're, they're three-eighths, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we could talk about this offline if you prefer. But uh, I was going to ask you guys if it would be worth your time to make what would basically be coasters but they would act as candle lids Mm
1: -hmm. and then flip them under
4: for coasters. Oh yeah. So I don't know if there's like a minimum order quantity or, or or value that you'd be looking for out of that, but we could talk about it. Yeah. Um, three eighths I think is the perfect thickness Mm -hmm. and they would be, uh, you know, circular of course. And I guess the two design options would be routed on the outside edge. so They sit in. Yep. Or routed on the inside edge. So they could sit, you know, kind of cup it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if three eighths is too thin for something like that, but.
2: Um,
0: no, because it doesn't need to go too far.
2: Right. Cool. Well, if you're
4: interested, I'm interested, we can talk about it. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. What about
0: uh maybe a piece of cork on the what would be the inside when it's closed so then when you flip it or actually, well, even then you have the cork down when you sit it on, mm-hmm. it'd be a little bit of a a little stable. So imagine like that glued to a, a round piece of wood, maybe not that thick, but Right. I I that sounds cool. Yeah. I just I don't know about extinguishing the flame with that Would that be a uh, that would be a bad idea. I yeah. Guess it, you mean, should, you should blow out your candles. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You should. <laughs> Shouldn't use a lid, uh, no matter what it's made out of just because, you know, it could light on fire.
0: And I feel like it traps all the smoke in there. You know, it, that does affect get like black yeah. smoke and then it all. Yeah.
4: That, that affects like when you light it next for sure. You'll get that fragrance mm. out of ah. it. If you trap the smoke in there, cause it'll just settle in the wax, you know, it might not be particularly powerful, but it'll, you'll, you'll notice it. Yeah. Mm. There is, um, when I was starting this candle thing, I was looking at like accoutrement items, um, you know, for, for basket building, or whatever, looking through this uh, wholesaler site called fair.com. I don't know if you ever,
2: if you no, ever heard of it? No,
4: it's, it's a good site. You can filter it for like us based uh, manufacturers and stuff, oh, cool. but they had like, I guess, cause candles again, being a little barrier to entry, you know, anyone can do it. And a lot of people do. So catering to candle makers is like its own little niche industry. And candle snuffers are like a great add-on item for these. I don't parta- I think it's, you don't need them. So I would, you know, I wouldn't feel right selling those people. But um, that's supposed to be the preferred method. Hmm. So you don't, uh, I don't know, let your out- eyebrows on fire when you blow it out or something. I'm <laughs> Even not really for sure.
0: like a, what would you call that? It's not a jarred candle. It's a poured poured um, candle.
4: A container candle.
0: Yeah. Well, like I've seen it for like a candlestick.
4: It's the same thing, but yeah. it's just the, uh, the
0: little bell shaped
4: top or snuffer is just on like a hinge so that uh, when you, you okay. know, you can, you can get over the wick and, yeah, and yeah. do what you got to do.
0: I was talking to a buddy, I was talking to bliss and I said, oh yeah, we're we have a candle maker coming on the podcast. And he goes, oh, tell him I have some shaker, uh, molds if he needs them. He's a big fan. Are you familiar with the shakers? I, I don't think so. Um, they're like a sect of, uh, it's a Protestant. Yeah, they're definitely Protestant. Yeah. Um, they're like all but dead now. I think there's maybe like two <laughs> yeah. living. Yes. But they came yeah. to sort of infamy in the early 1800s mm-hmm. um, as furniture. I mean, aside from being a religious movement, um, and they called them the Shakers because they sort of like went into convulsions kind of thing. The, know, pe- the people yeah, went into Yeah, yeah, and they okay. talked in tongues. and. Oh, wow. um, But they were... Uh, they were all about labor and about craft, you know, that was a big part of their uh, religious beliefs or whatever. And, you know, they were huge chair makers and there's a whole um, design style based on, on what they made, but they made candles and he's got some, you know, candlestick molds or something. Yeah. The candle table. But yeah, this, oh, I guess this kind of wax yeah. is not suitable. No,
4: for, Yeah. You need a harder wax for that. That's, that's where like straight soy or paraffin um, comes in handy, but those are like, I would love to make them because they're just cool. Mm-hmm. I think like a candle on, a, on like a candelabra is like so yeah. elegant and cool. But um, it's such a pain in the butt to make because you have to make the candle and then wick it, usually. Huh. You have to pour them upside down. So it's like you make it, you, you pop a hole in it. How? I don't know. I'm not sure. Huh. Maybe a heated like thread oh, yeah, thing like, uh, or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got to thread it through.
0: Hmm. What about beeswax? Is that used for candles or?
4: Yes. Oh, I guess those could be made out of beeswax. Yeah. Beeswax is, is very hard. So it's used as an additive sometimes to firm it up. Huh. If you got to firm it up.
0: Our buddy John, we were talking about, he has uh, bees. Oh yeah? Yeah. yeah. And he makes, makes honey. The honey is nice, killer. Yeah, dude. Fresh honey. Yeah. So good. He comes up by constantly. He's like, oh, I brought honey. Nice. And yeah. I got like honey on honey. Yeah. You can't eat honey? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I, you know, I fall off the wagon <laughs> <laughs> pretty often <Okay>. these days. <laughs> Depending on the, the stress level, it's yeah. usually what determines. Oh, dude, honey um, and butter on toast. Yeah. Well, if you watch Outdoor Boys, he's all about yes, the honey and butter. Yes, yeah. That guy, you know how much money that guy makes on YouTube? I, I, yeah. It's an insane. insane. Amount.
4: He's got one video, 67 million views, that Nerf Wars video. Dude, the guy must be making hundreds of dollars a day on that one video for six years.
0: Yeah. I read somewhere that he makes like 80,000 a month from YouTube ads, from Google AdSense. And yeah. then that's on top of, uh, well, I guess he doesn't really, like, sell anything.
4: Yeah, I don't know that he sponsors, or he is sponsored by anything. Um, he might be. I wouldn't be surprised if he was sponsored by, like, the maker of one of those... Any, any number of, like, uh, snowy terrain, heavy machinery things yeah. that he has.
0: Yeah, his videos are cool. Yeah. I forget how I stumbled upon his stuff. He blew up recently.
4: Yeah. Just, I mean, he's been big for a while, I think, but he just also popped off recently.
0: And what he's done is he's created... He's allowed or maybe not allowed, he's um, cultivated this sort of thing where he's doing what he wants to do and that's what's creating the content and what's making the money. It's just a self-perpetuating. Yeah. He's like, oh, let's go to Hawaii for a week and we're going to go spearfishing and then we're going to go on a boat tour and then this and that. Mm-hmm. So by spending this money, he's making himself money. It's, it's a wild concept.
4: Yeah. It's, that's the dream, man. It's 100% personality driven, mm-hmm. but, uh,
0: and he's not even like, I mean, he's pretty good, but yeah. he's not like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I wouldn't call him like a showman, yeah. you know, but he's uh, he's not like a bad guy. He seems mm-hmm. like a good guy. Yeah. The stuff he does, man.
4: Yeah. Crazy.
3: Maybe that's the secret sauce. The being uh, Mr.
4: Relatable. I 100% agree. 100% agree, especially if you're doing something that's like, you can also do this. If You want to yeah. say that to somebody, then you can't be like overtly removed you know, yeah. from, from their identity.
3: Yeah, there was, um, I was listening to these, these guys talk um, about the quarterbacks from San Francisco. And do oh, you yeah. follow football at all?
4: Not so much, but I think I know what you're talking about. So
3: yeah. Brock Purdy is the San Francisco quarterback currently. He was the last pick in the draft. hmm Um, they call that Mr. Irrelevant and he's, you know, just an average looking guy and everybody sort of roots for him, you know, he's like a great underdog story Mm -hmm. and he's replaced a guy, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo who looks like a movie star and you know, he was coveted, you know, they traded for him and everything like that. And he got blamed for everything. <laughs> like whenever they, you know, would lo- whenever they lost, like right. they lost in the Super Bowl, it was like, oh, he overthrew the guy, this and that. So there's this big disparity in how the public views these two guys. But the the thing is, their stats are almost identical. <laughs> yeah. So it's the relatable guy that yeah. people, you know, it's like eh, Brock Party, last guy doesn't, he's not so handsome. <laughs> with it's like F that guy
0: <laughs> yeah man yeah
4: perspective <laughs> you guys I imagine you watched the game
0: this weekend uh some of it I don't yeah. I I gave up watching football a long time ago but I I yeah. caught yeah like maybe half of it total that's what,
3: I went to bed at halftime
4: yeah yeah I caught the first half and then yeah I, I was at my uh, my girlfriend's parents house and we had to go home
0: yeah, I always say like I'm in it for the snacks. Like if you invite me over to watch football and there's going to be snacks, I'll I'll come watch the game. But Agreed. like I'm not, you're not going to catch me at home on Sunday putting on the football game. Yeah. You're just not going yeah, to. I'm with you on that. Or any sports, you know, for that matter. Uh, you know, I played sports. I enjoyed playing sports, but I don't have uh, three hours for a football game or a hockey game or a ba- baseball game. So I feel like oh. I'm, like six hours long. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. What? What about you?
3: Yeah, I I used to be really um, enthusiastic about watching football. But it's, I don't know, you know, I guess tastes change. I like to watch the highlight wrap-up show.
0: Like, just give it to me. (laughs) It's become so commercialized. And like, why does the pregame show start like six hours before the game? You know, and then they have like skits. They got uh, <laughs> right. Uh, who's that guy that does the imp- Frank Caliendo? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, but it's like it's not about football anymore. No, you right. know? it's it's another. It's like WWF. It's like wrestling now, yeah, where it's right. like just this. They've created this entertainment empire. Um, you know, they had yeah. a SpongeBob Super Bowl this year. What? Yeah, really? where they actually had like SpongeBob and Patrick, and then a human guy. That we're doing like an alternate broadcast of the Super Bowl on Nickelodeon.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like to watch and see who won. You know, I can get that in a half an hour. Right. And the other thing, which, you know, it's my own personal, you know, bugaboo, is like there's so much money. You know, there's the NFL generates $9 billion and players. Don't they not pay taxes or something? Probably. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they. you know, like a a quarterback salary, you know, a good quarterback salary is 40 million a year. Um, And I, I don't want to question whether they deserve it or not. I'm just, there's something about all that money going to this small group. Right. When the, Obviously, if you take a look around in the world, there's so much that, you know, there's so much that we could do, you know?
0: So the disparity there, it just kind of, you know, it's... Meanwhile, they're charging, I don't know, what's face value of a ticket? $95 a beer, uh, you know, if you're just a regular kid, you can't go to a football, you know? And that's who it's supposed to be for, you know? So I don't want to
3: bash it. It's just, you know, that's my personal thing, like... I'm I, with you. I, there's too much inequality in the world and too much concentration of wealth. And even though I root for these teams and, you know, mm-hmm. all this other stuff, it's like,
0: can't we spread it around a little bit? Yeah. yeah well said. I agree. For <laughs> what, sure. what really put a bad taste in my mouth is like, I played football for 13 years and then like becoming an adult and seeing this sort of, um, And it's mostly with men, this like uh, toxic machismo football (laughs) team thing where it's like, you know, uh, I I don't know, like an opportunity to become violent over a Mm. game, like people just getting overly, uh, I don't know, fired up over something that's just like happening on TV. I don't know. There's just like a weird thing about it. Fan
3: right. short for
0: fanatic. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. like, this isn't real life. You know. Yeah.
3: No. yeah.
4: I mean, you could, I guess it's just so available. Right. And I, you're exposed to it. It's at a young age. You can let it melt into your mm-hmm. identity of who you become. But I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm not,
2: not to yeah. in it.
3: Yeah. And, and I love sports. Like Jeff, I played sports and it mm-hmm. was a big part of my youth, but it's, it's changed. Things have changed. And my opinions have changed as well. So, you
0: know, you, you, we all evolve, hopefully, ideally. I think fantasy football, around the era that fantasy football <laughs> yeah. came around, that's, like, really when I was like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> it's like, you mean that you're spending all week, like, like playing on your phone, like, trading players on a team that Yeah, doesn't... it's
3: very obsessive. Yeah. yeah.
4: I actually have no idea how fantasy football Neither works. Neither do I. I'm
0: not sure it's really a thing anymore. No, it's big. Oh, it is? It's big. You have, like, a fake draft where... Um, you create, and usually it's like with a group of people. So like we would get together and have a draft and we would draft our players. And then like whoever ends up with the best stats at the end of the week is the winner of the week or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I'm not Weird. sure
3: how they compute the stats, but if you watch any sports television, which I do, they have
0: like all kinds of... Yeah, like if you're a running mm-hmm. back, how many yards, you know, how many carries, how many yards. Points you make yeah,
3: So... It's it's a thing for sure. Um,
0: and the betting is huge now, too. Like yeah. They, they've legalized mm-hmm. all this betting. and I said to my wife, I'm like, man, imagine like if you had a problem. like yeah. You could just gamble anywhere now.
4: Yeah, any, for as much money as you want. Yeah,
0: and they're like, if you sign up, we'll give you 200 yeah. bucks. <laughs>
4: <Yeah. laughs> if you take a loan out for $10,000, right, yeah. we'll give you $50. We're not, te- <laughs> we're
0: not telling you that you have to spend 200 before we give yeah, you that 200, yeah. but yeah that's insane yeah uh, so it's
3: it, it, it's just another one of those things you know
0: yeah. um oh shit we gotta we got we gotta hey, we gotta wrap this up, and we have to thank our sponsors uh when you need the right saw blade for the job, put your trust in Ridge carbide tools. that's right for over fifty years, Ridge
3: Carbide has been producing industrial saw blades designed with exact specifications.
0: the cutting results you expect before you buy call ridge carbide and they'll help you determine the right tool that meets your needs and your budget after the sale ridge carbide provides sharpening
3: services for all your saw blades dado sets router bits and jointer planer
0: knives located in kansas ridge carbide sorry located in kansas ridge carbide tools provides high quality products with outstanding customer service at a fair price what What are are you cutting cutting? Our, our blades arrived on monday oh we uh that's where we send our blades to be sharpened. So we sent like a, a 20 pound box of, <laughs> nice. of saw blades. They, uh, I, I checked the tracking before I threw away the receipt. Um, we also have to thank our sponsor, Unita. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've been using the hell out of the 3 by 4 sanders. You can get your own at sandpaper.com. Use joinery15 to save 15%. And make sure you use that because I know a bunch of people bought sanders. That's right. And they didn't use the code. So yeah. uh, it'll save you some money. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So
3: any parting words of wisdom? Where can people find you? Um, So you can find
4: me on Instagram uh, at Baloo Candle Co. B-H-A-A-L-O-O Candle Co. um, Or Baloo Wildscape. Same spelling. Wildscape. W-I-L-D-S-C-A-P-E. And baloo.com.
2: Yeah, it
3: says blue with an H in there.
4: Blue with an H, yeah. The B H. My, my name is spelled with the B H, so that's been like an identifying thing for my yeah. whole life. It's always been like, somebody spell your name right, Brian. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Hold on, it. it's been like a whole dance I've had to do. So B H Ryan. Yeah, that's what. I, that's how. <laughs> yes. I, that's how I now remember. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I've uh, to be able to like, you know, put that on a business card. I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll put we'll put those links in the uh, podcast description awesome. for everybody. Thanks, guys.
4: And, uh, I mean, no no words of wisdom, but, uh, you know, thanks for having me on. And I, I admire you guys. You're doing some really cool stuff over oh, here at no, Green Street. All. no, we admire you.
2: Yeah. We yeah. all
4: admire each other.
2: Yeah. Right. Keep
3: up the good work.
4: <laughs> Likewise, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, working with you guys in the future.
3: Keensburg strong. That's right.
0: Yeah. Well, we need a guest last minute. We know who to call you. Right? I will <laughs> come over here in
4: my PJs, man. No problem. We <laughs> do a candlelight podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's not a good idea. Well, those can be unscented. That would be a little crazy, I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you had seen the old podcast studio here. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We needed scented candles in there. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: This place was super musty. I'll leave it at this. It was like, I always say it's like, if you had like an older brother and had a friend who like had a basement where they smoke pot. Yes. That's like what it looks like. Uh,
4: you know, that's an oddly comforting
0: visual. Oh, yeah. it, was, but, uh, it was pretty. But I understand what you mean. Like there could be like UV, like uh, yes. those like velour lights, posters. Yeah. There's just a tarped off area. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Nice. Oh, man. That's cool. Well, thanks for coming. And uh, thanks take, everybody for listening. Take care. Thanks. We truly appreciate you listening. If you want to support the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share the show with your friends or consider subscribing to our Patreon. We'll see you next week.